Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles. And welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedar sinai for 31 years. What a busy week I had this week. Can't wait to tell you all about it. Complicated shoulder surgery in an 87-year-old woman. Awesome. No rotator cuff, no cartilage. And I did a surgery, I felt like Pablo Picasso called a reverse total shoulder replacement. Where God made a ball in a socket, you flip it and reverse it and make a socket into the ball. Incredible. And she'll end up with great range of motion in her shoulder and no longer have the pain and enjoy the years that she has left. And so many hip and knee surgeries. Which brings us to our guest. I'm so excited for today's guest who's calling in from Indiana. He's an engineer from the orthopedic company called Biomed. This company makes a new hip prosthesis for arthritis that I just love to use. And I'm not getting paid to endorse uh, anything from Biomed, but I just love this company and what they do, just like I love the Milwaukee tools that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. I just see this new innovation as a tremendous advance for patients who need a hip operation. It's called dual mobility. And what makes it so special is that it provides both a hip that gives you great range of motion, movement, but also more stability to prevent it from dislocating the ball on the socket joint. Instead of a metal ball, I get to use a ceramic ball as well. And this may lead to surgery lasting the lifetime of a patient. And it made me think all week about the idea of dual mobility and two seemingly opposite features, mobility and stability in hip surgery. Last night, we saw Anthony Davis hurt his heel. Guess what your heel does with the Achilles tendon attaching to it? Opposite, that attachment of the Achilles tendon to the heel, where he has a heel contusion, allows you to not only jump but also allows you to land softly from the jump. You leap and land with that attachment of the Achilles tendon on the heel bone where he has his contusion. And I'll give you a clapper vision about that attachment of the Achilles tendon to the heel bone coming up a little bit uh, in a minute. In art, in sports, where do we see that same challenge of an innovation of dual, but not only dual, opposite requests. I was thinking about this all week long. Well, in art, at 85 years old, Tony Bennett, the singer, the closest thing to Frank Sinatra we got, he celebrated his 85th birthday, not by retiring, but by making an album called Duets. You'll hear him talk about it. It was his son's idea. 
hey, dad, you're 85 years old. You sing these classic songs. You've got your audience. Why don't you try singing with the opposite of an 85-year-old guy, but someone who's young, someone who's really young, like Amy Winehouse, who's 60 years younger than you? Well, this album would lead to him singing with people like Lady Gaga and Queen Latifah. He's singing the songs he's used to singing, but something really special happens when you combine opposite requests as a duet. Something special happens in hip surgery when you design a prosthesis that not only gives me more range of motion, but also is, as, is more stable. It's asking for opposite requests, movement and stability. His favorite duet, Tony Bennett says, was with Amy Winehouse. And in a minute, you're going to hear why. It's a really touching story because what you're going to find out is Tony Bennett also had a drug problem, also nearly died from an overdose. And what he would have told Amy Winehouse if he got the chance, because she died a month after they made the duet together. An unbelievable story. What about in sports? Ah, the greatest story of duets, dual function, that is opposite for me in my lifetime in sports is the story of the 1985 Super Bowl champion, Chicago Bears, because their coach, Mike Ditka, did something that truly was a duet, a duality of opposites. He gave the football to a defensive lineman named William Refrigerator Perry, weighed 350 pounds, and made him not only a running back, but a wide receiver just to destroy the 49ers and Bill Walsh. And you're going to hear coming up why he did that, how he came up with this idea. This is fascinating to me. My guest at 815, the great Adam Horoho calling in from Indiana, is an expert in dual mobility, dual functions in surgery, my world of orthopedic surgery. And we'll get into that at 8.15. But right now, let's do some sound bites. Let's listen to Tony Bennett with Billy Joel. There's one of my favorite songs called The Good Life. Billy Joel, one of the greatest piano players, is astounded when he talks to the producer of this album with Tony Bennett, celebrating his 85th birthday. And Billy Joel's excited that he's going to be singing with this legend. When the producer says, and by the way, he doesn't play an instrument. He doesn't play the piano. Billy Joel cannot believe the talent of Tony Bennett. Let's get into it, Steve Paulette. Let's go to number 12. Now, he plays the piano, right? Tony? No. He doesn't play an instrument? He is the instrument. Tony sings like he's a player. He's hearing all the notes in the chord. He does. He's got a full palette to pick from. Now, Tony's obviously... Learn his instrument well. Oh, the good life Full of fun Seems to be the idea Let's keep going, Steve. Number 13. You won't really Fall in love For you can't take the chance mm. So be honest with your 
Don't try to fake romance Yes, the good life To be free and explore the unknown This tremendous idea of having this 85, he's now 95-year-old singer singing his classic songs with people a third of his age. How did this come about, the idea of old and young together in art, duality, and something beautiful happening? Let's listen to number one. And then I was thrilled to find out that the Palladium wanted me for, to celebrate my 85th birthday. I have a different attitude about what people should do once they're 85. Uh, I'm, I'm never going to retire. I have too much to learn. I, I was born with a wonderful passion to sing and paint. And you never really uh, finish painting. You, you know, you, 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 never, you can never, never really call yourself an artist because there's so much to learn that every time you reach a certain level, you find out there's another level that will even make you a better artist. The older you are, the younger you'll feel if you continue to remain curious. Think about that. Here's a 90-year-old guy telling you, I can't wait till tomorrow because of all the new things I'm going to learn. That is the secret to how to live your life. Let's go to number two. I'm really looking forward to the next album that I'm making because uh, uh, my son came up with the idea of getting the most contemporary artists. And there, what I found out is how much of a, an amateur I was when I first started. Mm, number three. These young performers now that are just quite famous, that they're new, art, new artists, uh, Queen Latifah is, is as good as Ella Fitzgerald. She sings beautiful on the record. She's made such a glorious record of the uh, Leslie Brickus and Anthony Newley song, Who Can I Turn To? And uh, there's so many of them that I, I can't believe how good they are. You know, Amy Winehouse was my favorite to perform with on the whole album. Amy Winehouse. Oh my God, as soon as I heard him say that, the first question you gotta ask is why? Why would an 85-year-old man feel that singing with this 25-year-old seemingly troubled girl be his favorite? I didn't know anything about Tony Bennett's background. Listen carefully to one of the most beautiful stories in art. Number four. She was just very apprehensive as to what was gonna happen. And uh, everybody just said, oh, I don't know how you're gonna handle her. And I, I, but I felt completely different. I said, boy, she really loves to perform. And uh, what turned the key at the record date, I said, you know what? I said to Amy, you know, you sound a little like, uh, um, this one of the great uh, jazz singers, Dinah Washington. Number five. Well, the minute she heard that, her eyes popped wide open and completely inspired. She said, you, you, know that, you know that I like Dinah Washington? And I said, 
I said, it just sounds wonderful. I said, I, she was a friend of mine. She was a friend of yours? You knew her? She was all excited about that I knew Dinah Washington. And that was her main inspiration at the moment. And from that moment on, the record came out just beautiful. You're going to hear the duet in a second. Steve's going to play it for you. But let's keep going about his love affair, truly appreciation for Amy Winehouse, an 85-year-old man singing the praises of this 25-year-old singer because she reminds him of Ella Fitzgerald and Billie Holiday, the greatest singers he's ever heard. Number six. She did such a beautiful job. When listening to this record, you could hear that she had the whole facility of an Ella Fitzgerald, of a, of a Billie Holiday, who are the two best singers of jazz in the world. Since Elvis Presley into the Beatles, into the Rolling Stones and the whole so-called new era, she was the best singer of any young singer that I have ever heard. But a month after they sing together, the duets, the dual mobility, she dies of a drug overdose. Listen to Tony Bennett talk about the regret that he has. Number seven. It was a regretful for me because I liked it so much and I was traveling to get back to sing with Lady Gaga in New York. So I didn't have a chance to tell her that I was coming back in a month at the Palladium to celebrate my 85th birthday. And I wanted to have her sing with me on that stage. And it was just regretful because I wanted to get her on the side and tell her to slow down and clean up her act with drugs and that it would eventually hurt her very much. Mm. And it was just a big tragedy for me when my son called me up a month later and said she just died. The Canadian interviewer in this show, Studio Q, asked him, you had a drug problem, Tony Bennett. What would you have told Amy Winehouse? This is incredible. Number eight. Well, I would just give her the answer that happened to me. I, Woody Allen's manager told me that he knew uh, that he used to manage Lenny Bruce the great uh, philosopher and poet that was on drugs. And I said, oh, I know Lenny. I said, what do you think of him? And he said, one sentence that changed my life. He said, he sinned against his talent. And that stopped me cold. I withdrew. I had no withdrawal period. It, it just was a relief for me to stop everything. Just like the engineer we're going to talk to, Adam Horahal. What is it that makes this prosthesis that I'm putting into people's hips so special? What's the intuition for a surgeon, an engineer, to know that this is better? What about in art? Tony Bennett, what is it that allows you to say Amy Winehouse was so special? Number nine. It's called ears. If you happen to have the ears of a musician like I do, I'm blessed with that. I could tell right away if someone is genuine or if they're just not singing in tune or something wrong, if there's something wrong. But the gift of uh, improvisation, of uh, uh, knowing to take a chance, uh, to say something and mean it from your heart, from your spirit, and be honest. It's called honesty, actually. It's being an honest singer. And certain people have it and certain people don't. That's the answer. That's what allows you to come up with a great idea that may be asking for two opposite functions. 
But if you're honest in art, in sports, in surgery, in everything, that's where the magic comes from. You want to hear what it's like to have Tony Bennett and Amy Winehouse sing together? Steve Paulette, play number 14. I spent my days in a hunger and wondering why it's wrong. I tell you, I mean it. I'm all for you by day and so. I can't believe it It's hard to conceive it That you turn away romance Oh, is that beautiful? So when I'm watching the game last night and I see Anthony Davis limping down the court and he's clutching his Achilles tendon attaching to his calcaneus, I'm thinking of Tony Bennett and Amy Winehouse. Only on this show will you now understand why. Because that Achilles tendon attaching to your heel where his contusion is, is the opposite. It's the 85-year-old Tony Bennett making magic with a 25-year-old girl singer. Your Achilles tendon allows Anthony Davis to leap, but it also allows the opposite. It also allows you to land softly from a rebound, from a jump. The world of duality where things are opposite, that's what makes life special. Coming up next, we're going to get into where I saw it the most in Mike Ditka from the Chicago Bears using William the Refrigerator Perry, a defensive lineman, to be a running back. Wait till you hear how this story came about. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN. You're listening to the Weekend Warriors show presented by Cedar sinai What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. How much fun am I having? Start your weekend off right listening to the Weekend Warriors show with Dr. Clapper. I can't believe I get paid for this. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Still Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. It's Amy Winehouse. Tears dry on their own. The number is 877-710-ESPN. The clinic will be open. I want to give you a clap revision before we get into William Refrigerator Perry. The clapper vision for the Achilles tendon attaching to the heel bone, the calcaneus, and what a contusion is all about and why it hurts so much. Why we saw that heel contusion causing Anthony Davis have so much pain running down the court. Just right now, while you're sitting, if you're driving, please still hold on to the steering wheel, thank you very much, or you're sitting in a chair listening to me, Go and feel the back of your calf. Squeeze it. Feel how soft the belly of a muscle is. Feel skin. Feel the tendon itself, the fascia that ultimately becomes the Achilles tendon. Those muscles you're squeezing, the width of the calf muscle, 
comes from a muscle called the soleus muscle, which anchors itself to the back of the shin bone, the tibia, and the top of that little bone on the side called the fibula. That's the deep muscle, but it gives the width to the calf muscle. But the muscles you're actually feeling right under the skin that make up your calf muscle, the more superficial muscle, and there's two of them, two heads of the same muscle called the, gas, the uh, gastroc muscle, the medial head and the lateral head, that muscle actually originates from the end of your thigh bone, your femur. It crosses the back of the knee joint. Incredible that this muscle can actually help flex your knee, even though it's your calf muscle, because it crosses the back of the knee. But you can feel how mushy it is, because the material that makes up muscle and fascia that becomes a tendon is an elastic type of collagen. Compare that to the attachment of that muscle, tendon, fascia to the back of the heel bone. The bone is the opposite. Talk about dual mobility. It's the opposite. It's, it's concrete. It's a bone. It's not, there's nothing mushy about your calcaneus bone, your heel bone. Well, how the hell do you attach the tendon, the ligament, the Achilles tendon to the bone, two different materials. Well, for me, the best clapper vision is a leather belt. Clapper vision. Right, the strap of the leather belt is leather. It's flexible. You can twist it, you can bend it. It curves around your waist. But if you've got a metal belt buckle, it's not gonna twist, it's not gonna bend, there's nothing flexible at all about a stiff metal belt buckle. Well, how do we attach that leather strap, flexible, mushy, muscle, tendon, to the bone, to the metal belt buckle? We put holes in the leather belt and we loop it around the metal belt buckle and put stitches in it. That's actually what is holding those two opposite dual mobility, dual structures together are those stitches going through the holes in the leather as the leather belt wraps around and locks in that metal structure. Well, under the microscope, we have stitches. We have that feathery attachment that, uh, that locks the tendon into the bone the stitches that lock the leather belt into the belt buckle. And when you have a contusion, a bruise, you now are softening and weakening, and it's painful because those stitches are starting to fail. That's what a bruise is. That's what a contusion is. So he wants to play on Sunday. Great, but we need to be very careful with Anthony Davis, and he needs to be very careful. We need him, we ain't beating Miami without him. But when I see him limping down the court, having to take a timeout because it was so painful, I'm thinking of dual mobility. I'm thinking of opposite requests, which is what makes our body so special. So in the world of sports, 
The world of football changed one day in 1984, the NFC Championship game between the San Francisco 49ers and coach Bill Walsh beating the crap out of the Chicago Bears 26 to nothing. And Bill Walsh wants to stick it to coach Mike Ditka even more. So he puts in the backfield his running back, but to stand next to him, a 350-pound offensive lineman to blow a hole in the line so he can run. This is never done before. And trust me, Mike Ditka, the coach of the Bears, did not like losing, and he certainly didn't like it rubbed in his face. Let's go to number one, Steve. Bill Walsh's 49ers were handing it to what was to become one of the most dominant defenses of all time. Pre-Super Bowl shuffle, Mike Ditka's Bears. In the third quarter, Walsh had his guard, Guy McIntyre, line up in the backfield to pave the way for this Wendell Tyler touchdown run. Barrels into the end zone, 49ers With the game no longer in doubt, Walsh was still using McIntyre in the backfield, and Bears defensive players were not happy. That just wasn't normal protocol in those days. Just love hearing Pat Summerall's voice call it. Touchdown, that's all he had to say. He was a man of few words, but the words he used were just awesome. And now number two. Up 26 to 10 late in the fourth quarter, it was payback time. So into the game trots rookie defensive tackle William the Refrigerator Perry. All 335 pounds of him to play offense. Except unlike Walsh, Dicka's plan wasn't to have Perry block. Handoff to William Perry playing in the backfield with a minute to go. William the Refrigerator Perry carried the ball. Uh, I think that might be a message to the Angus formation from last year in the <laughs> NFC Championship game. And now Ditka, because of a grudge match, realizes, you know what? This is not a bad idea. He can not only be a running back, he could be in the backfield and catch the ball as well as a wide receiver. Number three. Dicka clearly admired his own work because the following Monday night, he went big. And here he comes. Uh-oh. Listen to the crowd. They're giving the football and Perry. Touchdown. William Perry spikes the football. And this crowd loves it. They will write songs about William Perry. An overnight sensation was born. The Fridge was the heaviest player in NFL history to score a rushing touchdown. Before you knew it, he was the heaviest celebrity around. The Refrigerator. <laughs> the guy who just said go Refrigerator is the comedian Bill Murray, a big Chicago Bear fan. Here's, it, here's the soundbite where he becomes a receiver, number four. Dicka and his staff weren't done, though. Two weeks later, against the same Packers that got run over in the end zone, Perry got really involved in the offense. Unbelievable. He goes in motion. They figured he's going to turn up for a block. He just takes off and completely fooled the Green Bay Packers. And the key to William Perry was hang on to that ball. And nobody would, would describe the excitement of seeing dual mobility, seeing a defensive lineman, 350-pound guy, running the football better than Pat Summerall 
and John Madden. Listen to John Madden. Words are not enough for him to describe what he's seeing right now that this massive man is doing running the football. Number five. shuffle their way to Super Bowl 20. The enthusiasm that John Madden had for football was like Emeril Lagasse on the cooking show. Bam! Instead, John Madden says, boom! These guys are like kids again. You talk about young and old. That's a young man in an old man's body talking about football. I just love John Madden. All right, number six. The fridge did record a sack in the NFC Championship, but let's get real. At this point, all fans wanted to see was the big man carrying the rock on sports' biggest stage. So, of course, Ditka obliged. Perry. That one registered 3.8. Another Super Bowl record, the first refrigerator to score. <laughs> Dick Enberg calling the Super Bowl in 1985. Number seven. The Bears completely dominated the Patriots, 46 to 10. Yet all anyone could talk about was that Perry, and not future Hall of Famer Walter Payton, scored in the Super Bowl. The real story here was that Perry would go on to be a reliable player for a decade in the NFL. He was one of the top run stuffers in the league his final season with the Philadelphia Eagles, starting every week at about 350 pounds. He retired after that season. In fact, Perry would never score again after that magical rookie year of 1985. Yet it was a season that no football fan will ever forget. And now you may ask yourself, did that leave a lasting influence on the NFL? Have we seen since then the defensive player play on offense? The answer is yes. Finally, number eight. Because the fridge and the Bears made football fun. And don't think for a second that his influence doesn't link. Mallet throws left side of the end zone, watch J.J. Watt, touchdown! Boot like Derek Carr, who lob it for a touchdown, caught by Donald Penn! In Chiefs history, there has never been a 350-pound wide receiver for a touchdown. Yep, all because Mike Dicka didn't like Bill Walsh using an offensive lineman in the backfield. How about that? I don't care where the inspiration comes from to think about dual mobility. It's a fascinating subject when you ask for two, not only two things, but two things that are opposite. That's why I love Krispy Kremes. And coming up next, I'm going to tell you the greatest chocolate cake I've ever had. Yep, I say that a lot, but this time it's for real. The number is 877-710-ESPN. We'll do some clap revision. The clinic will be open. But I can't wait to tell you where I tasted the holy grail of chocolate and where you can get it in Los Angeles as a cake. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. You're listening to the Weekend Warrior Show presented by Cedar sinai 
What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I'm still quelling. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. You're listening to Amy Winehouse. Taken from us too soon. But the story today is about her duet with 85-year-old Tony Bennett. The old singing with the young. Not only duet, not only duality, but opposite. When the young and the old get together, magical things happen. In hip surgery... When you get mobility and you get stability, two opposite requests, you get them together, special things happen. And when Coach Mike Ditka used William the Refrigerator Perry, a defensive 350-pound lineman as a running back, they won a Super Bowl, 1985. What a great story. What a great topic. And at 8.15, we'll be talking to Adam Horojo from Biomet about this advance in hip surgery. The number is 877-710-ESPN. The lines are all lit up. Let's do the clinic. Let's do some clap revision. Let's go to our first caller. Is it Randy? Roberta. How could I forget that name? My name's Robert. <laughs> Roberta, you're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. My son told me all about you. That's why I'm calling this morning. <laughs> See? Um, there you go, Roberta. The young and the old getting together. Something magic happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, let me learn a little bit about who you are. First of all, where are you from? What did your father do for a living? How young are you? Well, where I'm from originally is Brooklyn, New York, but I live in Simi Valley, California. <laughs> what part of Brooklyn? Brighton Beach, Brooklyn, right across from the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, my God. Now there was Nathan's in Coney Island. Did they have a? Did you have a favorite hot dog or pizza place growing up in Brighton Beach? Of course, it, we went to Nathan's to Coney Island. <laughs> That's no, the problem. You can't find a Coney Island type Nathan's hot dog out here in Los Angeles, and pizza and Chinese food. And I miss all that. Uh, I don't know. They say the water made a difference in terms of how delicious it was. And the bagels. Yeah. Well, what bagel place do you go to? I go to Western Bagel. I think they make a really good bagel. And I've been Western trying like crazy bagel. to get Jared to get them to come on the damn show so I could talk to them about Western Bagel because it's not a bad bagel, but it ain't a New York bagel. I also go to Continental Bakery. Where's that? Jewish Bakery. They're on Burbank Boulevard and they're kind of Valley Village area. Huh. Listen, have you ever been to Bee's Bakery? And they have the Ollie's. Wow. Have you ever been to Bee's Bakery in Reseda? Yes, I have. Excellent. Because that's the, that's the secret to today's uh, chocolate topic. It's all about, they make something. <laughs> they, they make the most, Roberta, they make the greatest thing that you can have with a cup of coffee. It is wow. as though you bought a chocolate babka and you cut the top oh, off and all you have is the it's like buying a cupcake and all you're eating is the frosting on the top. The topping on the chocolate babka 
They made a whole cake out of it. They didn't make the bottom of the cake. They just made the top of the babka. It's called a chocolate chip strip. Get that. You will just think you died and went to heaven. Although I don't want to tell a patient to go die and go to heaven. I'm here to help you, Roberta. So what can I do for you? How can I help you? I've had knee issues for many years. I have osteoarthritis. I know that. I am not okay. an inactive person, even though I'm 80 years old. I'm mm-hmm. fully active. I mm-hmm. work full time. Um, and I had a synvis type of injections about eight years ago. Yeah, don't do it anymore. Help me. Yeah. And I understand they're not doing very much of that anymore. People are because, you know, it's a procedure. It's an injection. And People love asking, and doctors love giving shots, and I hate that stuff. It's just my opinion. That doesn't mean people, you know, shouldn't do it. It's just I love to be holistic. And the first question you always have to ask, Roberta, is, is there a side effect? Tell me about the side effects. And there are. Cortisone, synvisc, any time I stick a needle into your body, you better ask, what's the side effect? Is there a risk of infection? Is there a risk of later more damage? Those are the questions you have to ask. So there's a book I wrote with Linda Yui called Heal Your Knees. And it's all about how to be holistic with your knee by walking, you know, without the pandemic going on, walking in a swimming pool, belly button high water. You walk across, get to the end, don't turn around. And then you walk backwards in the pool. The weightlessness of being in the water, the buoyancy, the resistance on the muscles, these features, in addition to the water touching your skin, giving your brain the feedback of position sense, it's called proprioception, a very simple and elegant way for you to make the strength in the muscles above your knee, the quadriceps, the hamstring, below the knee, the calf muscle, not in a week or two, but you do this for a month, three days a week, I promise you, you will feel better than you talking to me right now. How much better? I don't know. But if you say, Dr. Clapper, I don't want to have knee surgery. I want to fight the good fight. My lower back, my hip, my knee, my weight-bearing joints. Trust me, you start doing this three days a week, you will feel better. Okay? Can I ask you something else? Of course. I want to know one thing. What did your father do for a living, and what did you do for a living? My father drove a truck, picked up cleaning from the little cleaning stores in Brooklyn and all over and delivered them to the plant where they would clean them. And me, I've done many things in my life. I started out as a kindergarten teacher. I was then a vocational rehab counselor. And for the last 35 years, I've been a food broker in the natural foods industry. There you go. So you, of all people, appreciate being holistic. And Roberta, I'm a surgeon. I do about 500 surgeries a year for 31 years. You now have me, a surgeon, trying to teach you how not to have surgery. Can you imagine? Trust me. At some point, you may need me. And I'm happy to be your surgeon. But you and I need to take this on to do what we can holistically, just like that natural food you're selling, to see if you can wake up those sleeping muscles that have been tortured by the arthritis in your knee, wake them up with a different approach with the pool, you will avoid surgery, or at the very least, here's the best part, even if, God forbid, you get stronger, but it's not enough. Dr. Clapper, it still buckles on me. I'm still limping. I'm stronger, but I'm still not happy. 
and you and I have to do surgery, minimally invasively, not cutting the muscle, but getting rid of that arthritis and giving you a knee that's now beautifully functional again, you've now made the recovery of the surgery easier on yourself. Why? Because you'll be coming to surgery with more strength in your muscles than you had beforehand. There's a fancy word, it's called prehab, that you're actually doing rehabilitation before you have the surgery, makes the recovery from the surgery easier. If you go on my website, you'll see a 70-year-old woman riding her bicycle in the neighborhood the day after I replaced her knee. Can you imagine? Because she did the pool before the surgery, got herself stronger, and bounced back from the operation to ride the bike in her neighborhood the day afterwards. You'll see it on the video if you go to the website. I will, but I understand that you're a big Lakers fan. That's what my son told me. I am the biggest Laker fan. I got the pleasure, you know, in the mid-90s. I was a Knicks fan growing up. I'm a New Yorker. What do I know from this? But let me tell you something. When a seven-foot-one basketball player walks into your office and says, hey, you, Dr. Clapper, you're going to do my hip surgery. And I look at him and I go, oh, my God. And he made me a Laker fan. And now, uh, as soon as Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal came, I got season tickets. And I followed Kobe's career from his rookie season all the way. And they're a huge part of my life, and they are a huge part of Los Angeles life. Now that you're from Brooklyn and you've adopted California and Los Angeles in Simi Valley, you better be a Laker fan as well. Well, of course, and not just that, I'm a rabid basketball fan, period. Yes. I love basketball. I used it's to the... watch the Knicks play with my brother when I was a kid. <laughs> it's funny being an orthopedic surgeon, Roberta, because now I know exactly what happened to Willis Reed on that fateful night that he came through the tunnel because it was an orthopedic injury. But one day on the radio, I'll tell the New York fans what really happened to Willis Reed. You'll be shocked. But uh, yes, I agree with you. Listening to Marv Albert call those games. But out here, I don't think there was anything better than listening to Chick Hearn. And now we have the great John Ireland calling the games. It gives so much color. And and it's such a beauty to the game when you listen to John Ireland, Michael Thompson call the game. I just love it. And I loved it because I started with Marv Albert. Roberta, get in the pool. Get the book. Heal your knees. Don't do any more shots. It's a pleasure to talk to you. And listen, you're a total stranger. I just helped you. You know how you can thank me? You find a total stranger today. Do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. I will do that. All right. God bless you. And God bless your son for turning you on to the Weekend Warriors show. Have a great day today. All right, Warriors, I'm going to pay some bills. We'll take a break. And coming up next, I want to take you into the operating room. I've already told you where the chocolate cake is. So I'm going to take you into the operating room. The number is 877-710-ESPN. And you're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. You're listening to the Weekend Warrior Show presented by Cedar sinai What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Google the Guggenheim. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710 home of your Los Angeles Lakers.
Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. That's the great Amy Winehouse, Back to Black. Her bond with Tony Bennett was special. He said he, she was his favorite of all the young singers he did his album duets with. And he says the producer said, look out, she's a handful. She can be difficult. She can be erratic. And she has a drug problem. But Tony Bennett knew all about having a drug problem because he had one himself. But he says what connected them was he said, you know who you sound like to me? Dinah Washington. And Amy Winehouse said, you? You knew Dinah Washington? He said, yep. You want to hear Dinah Washington? Steve, we have a soundbite. Let's listen to Dinah Washington. And you tell me if this doesn't sound like, in a way, the inspiration for what Amy Winehouse sounds like. This is the song, What a Difference a Day Makes. Let's listen to that, Steve. What a difference a day made. 24 little hours mm. What the sun and the flowers mm, Where there used to be rain Incredible. And the tragedy My is Dinah Washington died at age 39 of a drug overdose. So Tony Bennett, Dinah Washington, and Amy Winehouse. They know what happens when that creeps into your life. Fortunately, Tony Bennett was able to kick the habit. But not Dinah Washington. And certainly not Amy Winehouse. All right, on a lighter note, <laughs> I just told you about the my favorite chocolate cake because they did something that I did that should be illegal. They actually, Bee's Bakery in Reseda, took the top off the greatest part of the chocolate babka and made a cake out of it. One of my favorite bakeries in Los Angeles. But last week, I didn't get a chance to pay back the teas because I'm operating, busy, busy. And at the end of 11, 12 hours of being in the operating room, I can't help it, but I got to give myself a treat for working so hard. Not that I don't enjoy it, and I do. But last week, I experienced the greatest candy bar I've ever had. Yep, I've ever had. Because it is a Snickers bar. I went into this little candy shop at the hospital. Not the main gift shop, this other candy shop. I mean, they must have other things there, but I only see it as a candy shop. And I am a chocoholic. And after 11 hours of being in the operating room, standing on my feet in literally a two foot by two foot place as a surgeon, I just, and I think of my father. My father was a tremendous chocoholic. So I go in there and I'm looking at all the, eh, maybe I'll get M&Ms, maybe I'll get a Hershey bar, whatever it is that I'm looking at. And then all of a sudden, 
I see something I've never seen before. It's a Snickers bar. Okay, you know what a Snickers bar is. Chocolate, caramel, peanuts, and whatever gooey, chewy stuff they put inside there. Nougat, they call it. My mouth is watering already. But this candy bar was a Snickers bar made not with peanuts, but with almonds. Okay, you put almonds and chocolate together, and it's like one plus one equals three, not two. Then you put the caramel and the nougat and the chocolate. And here's the best part. This candy bar said you get two for the price of one, which exactly. really is not the case because it cost me $2.25, which is the price actually of two candy bars. But it was in the same package. And of course, I get into my car to drive home saying, okay, I'll just eat one. I'll have the other one tomorrow. You know what happened. Both of them were gone on the way home after being in the operating room. But that's the greatest damn candy bar. I had to resist this week because otherwise I will not be able to get fit into my scrubs. And scrubs are hard to not fit into because it's just a string holding them together. But damn, was that good. Maybe I'll do it next week. <laughs> I'm loving it. I better stay away from bees. And I also want to tell you about Good Time Donuts in Ventura because Sue makes a muffin that I've never had before. There are no brand muffins and blueberry muffins. And I talked about the pineapple walnut muffin that she makes. Now she makes a muffin. And for those of you that are into health food, which I'm not, obviously, but this is an oat brand muffin. But what makes it different is she puts two types of fruit into the oat brand muffin. A little later in the show, I'm going to tell you the greatest muffin that I've ever had from Good Time Donuts in Ventura. What she puts into this muffin. You got to go get one of these. I hope she doesn't run out because I need one of these muffins every Sunday. But I'm going to share that experience with you. Coming up next, I'm going to tell some stories. Some stories about dual mobility. My guest at 8.15 calling in from Indiana from Biomed, Adam Horaho who's going to talk about in surgery, for hip surgery, what I use in young, active patients, this new advance called dual mobility. But how does that relate to the world of art and sports? I'll explain. Coming up next on the Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. <laughs> 